Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Rakuten is proud to present Elizabeth I, the new podcast about Elizabeth Taylor as the original influencer. She was famous for her impeccable style, and Rakuten wants to help you save on the styles you love. Shopping for the perfect holiday party outfit? Rakuten makes it possible with cash back, deals, and coupons. Save money at stores you love. Get started at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N, Rakuten.com. Could it be that some of you are not acquainted with the story of Rudolph? Well, pull up an ice block and lend an ear. Rudolph the heavy nose reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you might even say it glowed. Not a mother reindeer, you know you're the mastermind. Santa can't object to you now. Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far. so bright. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It will be an honor, sir. <laughs> now, two people who have never played in any reindeer games. It's Bob and Sherry. You guys, I was out Christmas shopping last night, and I, you know, I'm trying so hard to not do everything on Amazon, eBay, and Etsy. I'm trying, trying, trying. So I'm at Marshall's. And the line for the cash register, you know how Marshall's does that Disneyland thing where you get into the line and you don't realize Mm -hmm. that there's a whole Mm -hmm. line of people on the other side of that divider that you can't see. Okay, now that, but then the line stretched out into the store all the way down by men's pajamas. There had to be, no, no lie, there had to be more than 30 people waiting in line. And I have, have you at, ever walked up to a line like that, but you're walking um, from a, a strange angle and you don't see the, the yeah. you only see like two people and you get right in there and there's always a guy who is going to be next. And he goes, excuse me. And it's yeah, like, that's you, Dwayne. you have yeah. given up national secrets, right? That's Dwayne. Dwayne cannot yeah. believe that you could make an honest mistake. Who do you right. think you are? You know, some of us are hardworking Americans who've been standing in line at Marshalls for 25. Sir, I made I it a mistake. Yeah. So any, I look at the line and I look at my phone and it's like 619. Oh, God, no, no. But I had to do it because I knew that um, I'd already gone to all the trouble to drive there, find what I'd come for. That would be a complete waste of time and gas and energy and your life force. So I get into the Mm -hmm. line and it's creeping and it's creeping and it's creeping. And now I've crept past men's pajamas and I'm up by women's yoga pants and it's creeping (laughs) and creeping. And now I've left women's yoga pants in the dust and I'm near the phone charging cables, but I haven't yet made the turn into the alleyway that gives you real hope for cash register time, right? Yeah. Oh, it's great when you get there. Yeah. 
And of course, my phone is almost out of battery, so I can't even like I can't even play a game or look at anything. So mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just standing there. Now I have no choice, Bob, but to eavesdrop on my fellow customers. And a, the woman, not right in front of me, but the one in front of her is on her cell phone. And as God is my witness, she said the following words. Yeah, well, like, I care what crap your brother likes or doesn't like. <laughs> I want to invite her to my Christmas party. Happy holidays, her. everyone. Happy holidays. <laughs> and a Merry Christmas to you. Because you know, the closer the closer so relatable. you get to the 25th, the closer you get, the more you hear expressions like that. Sometimes coming out of your own mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen. Listen. So I finally, I make the turn, and now I'm in Cashier Alley. I can't actually see the cash registers, but I'm in that, that livestock chute that they have at Marshall's. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm on about the to one make hand, the turn. Yeah. yeah. On the right. one hand, you've on one side of you, like on your left, you've got like fancy notebooks. I don't know what they're for, but they're so tempting, and candles, and yeah. expensive dog treats. And on your right. right, you have like knockoff Crocs, you know, so I'm in... I'm in the livestock chute and I'm working my way. And the woman one up ahead of me is still on the phone with her husband or boyfriend or fiance or whatever. And she is more and more and more impatient. She's doing most of the listening, you know, like she had that outburst about what crap his brother likes or doesn't like most of the listening. And then she barks into the phone. She goes, well, I'm going to wrap it. And that's that. And then she hung up and put the phone back in her pocket. And I was like, you're my Christmas queen. Yes, you are. I don't know what that you is- bought. I don't know what that man on the other end of that phone is saying to you, but you are setting that boundary, girl. Mm. That is a woman who works plus 40 hours a week. And then she takes on the family's responsibility for the holidays. And, and as and it does gets closer it. and closer mm-hmm. to the 25th, she gets more and more irritated. <laughs> but then so, it's Christmas morning and all is all is forgiven, all is well. You know, that's how it goes. She goes to register three. Now it's my turn. Register eight is open. Register eight is open. <laughs> so I walk down to register eight and the employee who greets me there looks like She's just come back from a tour of duty on a hostile planet in another part of the galaxy. And she goes, did you find what you came for? Oh, she has to ask that. Yeah. And she's so tired. She's been on her feet forever. And I said, every bit of it. Thank you so much. Because you're on. I am not adding one, one hair of misery to that woman's day so ho 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 everybody (laughs) out there doing their holiday shopping we got morons in the news coming up the grinch is in morons in the news today we're going to throw it back to comedian george lopez we have some gifts that that man will never want to return and some cool christmas traditions that you just might want to steal it's bob and sherry It's the Bob and Sherry annual happy hour holiday Christmas tree lighting Facebook live extravaganza with the one and only Jimmy Wayne. Doc's must watch Christmas movies with a twist. A reading of children's letters to Santa. The people's movie critic Lamar. Fabulous prizes and of course the countdown to the tree lighting. Three, two, one. 
It's the annual Bob and Cherry Tree Lighting Extravaganza. Tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the Bob and Cherry Facebook page. Hello, I'm Staff Sergeant Dana Clark, and I'm from Wake Forest, North Carolina. And I'd like to wish a happy holiday to my family back home, my mom, my dad, and my brother. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. So I went to pick up the medicine for uh, Kiki, you know, and the uh, the vet's office is located next to some other medical uh, offices. And you can look in and you can see the waiting room. So I'm walking along the sidewalk going over to the uh, to the vet's place. And I looked in and it's a podiatrist's office. And as I look in, it's the podiatrist's waiting room. And you can see it's all three of the people waiting are guys. And they all have their heads down. And Sherry <laughs> Shepard, who replaced Wendy Williams, is on the TV, on the one TV. One guy looks up once in a while to see what Sherry Shepard is saying and then puts his head back down. And I just, I paused for a moment and I thought, with the exception of people in hospitals and people struggling with all sorts of, you know, infirmities, is this the saddest Christmas scene (laughs) that I will see? I think so, yeah. You know, I I think think it it is. It's the podi- and nothing it against podiatrists. They they do wonderful work. They, you know, they, you know they have a service yeah. they provide. Yeah, fantastic, it's fantastic. But just seeing those three guys sitting there, who knows how long they're going to be there? And and nothing against Sherry Shepard. She's very she's very funny and all. But they're guys, and just seeing them, it's a tough room for her. Yeah, yeah. The guys who's really hurt, tough. It's a real tough. Room. And their feet hurt. Yeah. And one of them probably has an ingrown toenail, and all he can think about is they're going to cut into my on. toe. Yeah. They're going to—that's all he can focus on. What could you can't ask Sherry <laughs> Shepard? I mean, some things are impossible to overcome. <laughs> my God, she's a comedian, not a magician. People, come I on. I know exactly, exactly. Yes, Bob. Uh, I think that three <laughs> sad men whose feet hurt. Who've been waiting in forever waiting in a waiting room at a podiatrist. <laughs> While the view awesome. plays. Yeah, I think that might yeah, be the right. saddest. Right. Uh, well, I hope their feet are better for and in, New Year. In that spirit, before I went Christmas shopping yesterday, I stopped at the UPS store where the line was very, very long indeed. And the oh, woman yeah. in front of me was shipping a beautiful piece of very fragile pottery. That had to mm-hmm. be specially wrapped and packed and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. And when the UPS store employee gave her the price quote and said, it's going to be, and it was a lot, like 30 some dollars just to package it. Is that okay? The woman goes, oh, like, what choice do I have? Merry yeah. Christmas, everyone. <laughs> it's it's true. Season. What choice do I have really is probably have? the most... It's the most used, uh, as, as the holiday gets closer, it's the most used phrase. What choice do I have? It was the we, night before we, Christmas. We have to buy, all, all of a sudden, cousin so-and-so is coming with his new girlfriend. Oh, I got to go out and get two more expensive steaks for Christmas. Well, what choice, choice do, do I have? have? <laughs> I know. You could have it embroidered on like a table runner. This time yeah. of the year with little holly leaves and stars. All right, we got morons in the news next. The Grinch is making an appearance. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, hey, hey. Let's go. 
harvesting idiots from around the globe. You stupid moron. It's Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. Every once in a while, when we're doing Morons in the News, we will tell you about something that a local police department posted on the local police department's Facebook page, which is very funny. It's evidently not just here in the USA. It's also overseas, like in Great Britain. There are two towns, Devon and Cornwall, very nice little towns in Great Britain. And evidently a man was a thief. He uh, stole, we don't know what yet, but he was on the run. And he ran into a field to get away from the police who were coming after him. The National Police Air Service got involved and they got their helicopter up above and they uh, they spotted him. He's out trying to get away from the police in this field. The field is home to about 15 cows. The cows see him and they start following him. He's trying to get away, but it's like he is leading a cow parade. And it's <laughs> hysterical. And then they posted it, and we're going to post it. Uh, Doc's going to post it with BobandSherry.com. Here's what they tweeted along with the video. Watch the moment the man on the run was herded by a group of cows and moved out of their field. We had to remind the cows not to take the law into their own hoofs. And the puns go on. Um, the fact that he thought he could get away from our undercover cowpers was utterly ridiculous. Um, another person said they obviously had no beef with him, but wanted to milk it for all it was worth. Yes, they they had all those puns. They had the video and they got their man. If you're a thief and you're running to get away, I think the last thing in the world you would have thought of was, if I go into this field, I'm going to be leading a parade of 15 cows. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. You've got to see it. It'll be on the uh, Bob and Sherry Facebook along with today's Moron of the Day. This happened at a company holiday party at the Hotel Indigo in Traverse City, Michigan. It was a costume party, and one man who was dressed up as the Grinch got into a dispute with another man who was dressed up as a reindeer, and apparently, to no one's surprise, the Grinch threw the first punch. Police ended up having to break up the party and take the Grinch into custody. Mm. The report says that it was an alcohol-fueled fight. But even if you're dressed as the Grinch, you are not allowed to punch a reindeer in the face. That is morons in the news for today. We'll post the cow parade and the bad Grinch locked up in jail on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Coming up, we're going to throw it back to comedian George Lopez. Plus, the country that says Christmas bonuses for your employees are the law. Bob and Sherry wants you to color your way to winning a $100 Visa gift card and a copy of the Bob and Sherry coloring book, It's Always Something, a coloring book for exhausted adults. All you have to do is... Number one. Go to the Bob and Sherry website and hit the contest page. Number two. Download the image. Number three. Color the image however you want. Number four. Upload the image to hello at bobandsherry.com where our blue ribbon panel of judges will pick a winner. Color your way to $100 Visa gift card and a copy of our new coloring book from Bob and Sherry. 
The Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza is tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. One of my favorite, favorite things to do this time of the year is pour a glass of wine. Okay, the end. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <Pour> <laughs> oh, this time of the year. Oh, my goodness. Someone has been very bad. Pour a big old glass of wine, sit on the living room floor, and wrap presents while watching um, Home Alone and Elf. And like, there's just a handful of very specific Christmas movies that I watch over and over again The Santa mm-hmm. Claus, Die Hard, Home Alone, Elf. So last night, um, I'd, I've already watched Elf and The Santa Claus. So last night, I was wrapping presents, drinking wine, and watching Home Alone. And the one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is the very short, brief time that John Candy is on screen. In the movie, I'll remind you, he plays the Polka King, Gus Polinski. And right. he meets up with um, Catherine O'Hara, who plays little Kevin's mother. And, and I, I got to say, Home Alone is a deeply problematic movie. Like, I love Catherine O'Hara, but that is, y'all are the worst parents in Totally. Not since the parent trap when Dennis Quaid and Natasha Richardson split up and divided their identical twins and didn't tell either kid that they had a sibling. Not since those two have we had such awful parents as we have in Home Alone. That's true. Anyway, so John Candy has a very brief scene in the movie. He was very good friends with John Hughes, who wrote Home Alone but did not direct it. So Chris Columbus, who did direct it, reached out to John Hughes and said, will you do a cameo in my movie? We don't have any budget but I can give you a cut of the profits. And John Candy said, oh, no, man, <laughs> let's, that's, no, I'll just take, you know, union scale. So John Candy got paid $414 for his part in Home Alone and was the only actor who was allowed to ad lib, which is how we got a scene like this. Man, man. You're not, you know, you're, you're beating yourself up there, you know, come on, this happens, this thing happens, you know, you you want to talk about bad parents? Look at look at us. I mean, we're on the road 48, 49 weeks out of the year. We hardly see our families. Uh, you know, Joe over there, gosh, you know, he, he forgets his kids' names half the time. Ziggy over there, he doesn't even, he's never even met his kid. Eddie. Let's just hope none of them write a book about him. And tell me, have you ever gone on vacation and left your child home? But I did leave one at a funeral parlor once. Yeah, it was, uh, it was terrible, too. You know, I was all distraught and everything, you know, the wife and I. And we left the, the little tyke there in the funeral parlor all day. All day. You know, we, we went back at night when, you know, when we came to our senses. And there he was. Apparently, he was there alone all day with a corpse. <sighs> now, he was okay, you know, after six, seven weeks. And I came around and started talking again. <laughs> This is all okay. You know, they get over it. Kids are resilient like that. Maybe we shouldn't talk about this. I'm trying to cheer you up. Sorry, I didn't. That is some brilliant work. That really it is, is some so brilliant twisted. work. Yeah. So Home Alone grossed $476 million. John Candy earned $414. Had he taken the back-end deal... He would have made millions off that. Millions, movie. yeah. Millions. He was probably also saying, "I hope he uses me in another movie where uh, that, you know, yeah, he I'm front and center." Yeah, 
<laughs> what, what were you going to say, great scene There have was. been a lot of... Um, so so uh, somebody uh, found that John Hughes had a bunch of outtakes somewhere in an attic mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. planes, trains, and automobiles. So they're all floating right. around now down on the internet. Oh, uh, is and, that right? And, and the one thing that you realize is John Candy did that a whole bunch in that movie, planes, trains, mm-hmm. and automobiles, with all those scenes that they're like that. You can really hear his Canadian accent in in what we just played. What's so great about that scene, when you watch Home Alone, and you're probably going to watch it tonight, right? When you watch it, Catherine O'Hara came up through improv comedy. And so she's just, whatever John Candy is going to roll, she's just going to absolutely take it. And so she never breaks. But the, her, the one thing she did, which was so subtle and perfect, she's like, oh, maybe let's just not, not talk anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she right, knew exactly, exactly what to do with that. It's, yeah. You're just watching two masters at work. I'll tell you what, we'll post that clip up on our Facebook so you can check it out. $414 is all he paid, got paid for Home Alone. Straight ahead, we're going to throw it back to comedian George Lopez for Everyone Needs a Laugh. It's Bob and Sherry. Could it be a truly American art form is taking the world by storm? Ranking in the top 100 in many countries around the world each week, Restless Shores is a very popular with our overseas neighbors, even in many countries where English is not the native language. From Azerbaijan to Andorra, from Yemen to Yonkers, New York, and all points in between, Restless Shores international fans are the wind beneath this American podcast swings. For more, check out restless-shores.com and find Restless Shores wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Sherry here. Just saying a giant thank you to everyone who reaches out and contacts the show. We try to read every email, every DM, every text. We do miss some. um, And I apologize for that. If you would like to be on the show or if something really wild has happened in your life and you'd like to be on the podcast, you can reach us at hello at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I. Hello at BobandSherry.com. That's usually the most direct way, but however you reach out, thank you, and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children. It's the Bob and Sherry Store Sizzle and Summer Sidewalk Sale. Everything in stock is on sale, 10% off. 10% off! Including Sherry Lynch's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. And swag you can use, like Bob and Sherry 24-ounce latte mugs, travel mugs, H2Go water bottles, and our very hot line of Mother of All Mothers merch, including tote bags, candles, wear-around tea and sleep shirts. 10% off! It's the Sizzle and Summer Sidewalk Sale. Everything is 10% off. Just hit Shop at BobandSherry.com and use the discount code PODCAST at checkout. Hi, this is Sierra Nicholson from Antioch, California. I just want to wish my mom, dad, Mercedes, Ty, and Josiah a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Love you all. See you soon. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And because it's Throwback Thursday, we're going to take you back to George Lopez 
and his TV debut on The Tonight Show. This is where we're going. Thank you very much. Muchas gracias. I'm sorry for people who don't speak Spanish. Fajita. I'm very proud to be an American of Mexican descent, which was a pretty tough year this year with Desert Storm because like a lot of my relatives look Iraqi. And I didn't realize that until I was watching CNN one day looking going, wait a minute. When did Julio get a tank? It's very scary. My favorite uncle looks like Saddam Hussein. <laughs> yes, happy holidays. I had to go to his house and go, look, Theo, I think you better lay low, okay? And don't go near the mobile station, please. I'll get you an NFL glass. Relax. <laughs> so I came from a very interesting background. Uh, I'm an only child. And being Latino, I know you guys are thinking, that's ethnically impossible. <laughs> Thank you. And I don't want to shock you, but I got car insurance too, okay? So. <laughs> Latinos with car insurance on the next Geraldo. <laughs> I don't think my grandfather understood the whole concept of car insurance. He thought AAA was for people with serious drinking problems. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we had a Pontiac that he would drive and he would hit stuff and keep going. <laughs> They don't make cars like they used to. I just bought a Geo Metro. Well, actually, I got it in a Happy Meal. <laughs> I thought it was Dinosaur Week. <laughs> have you been to McDonald's lately? They have breakfast burritos. They have Mexican food. It's like this big. It's very scary. They should call it McDoodoo. <laughs> Forty-nine cents? Mmm! I'll tell you one place I have a little, a little trouble eating at is uh, Taco Bell. Because being a Mexican-American, I'm offended by their slogan, Run for the border. <laughs> that hurts! Run for the border! I'm going, no, not you, Dad, come back! Put your luggage down, it's a commercial. <laughs> Very authentic, huh? Taco Bell, they have salsa in those little plastic packets. That's just like my grandmother used to make. <laughs> and there's people that think that that's hot. They put a little bit of salsa. Mm. Oh. Mm. oh, man, what's in that, tomato? <laughs> No, there's an onion in there, I know. <laughs> who I want to meet is the guy who invents the names for the food at Taco Bell. They have Burrito Supreme <laughs> and Chirito. Very authentic. I've been Mexican all my life. Not once has my grandmother called me and said, Mijo, come and eat. I made Mexi melts. <laughs> Mexi melt. What the hell is a Mexi melt? <laughs> What, is that what's gonna happen to me if I stand in the sun too long? What is this? <laughs> like, I thought you had two sons. <laughs> he begs, he melted. <laughs> I told him to wear a hat. <laughs> That's why I think that everybody in the country should learn to habla espanol. 
Learn to habla so that way you know what you're ordering. Taco Bell has something on their fiesta menu called the chilito. And chilito is Spanish slang for penis. <laughs> Suave. <laughs> That's why I tell you as a friend, so your ladies don't walk out and say, Hi, we'd like to have five chilitos, please. <laughs> you see the guy behind the counter going, All right. <laughs> One, let's go, let's go. Put the lettuce down, hammer time, let's go. <laughs> yeah, hi, would you like us for here to go? <laughs> Thank you very much. Take care of yourself. He's pretty good. He's got a new TV show, doesn't he? I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen the ads for it. He should. George Lopez is incredibly talented yeah, and hardworking. And funny. I had never seen his big like break. That's what that was. Yeah. That was the yeah, moment he, he landed off. on was, the scene. Yeah, perfect. We'll post, we'll post that up on our uh, website, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. What do we got coming up on the show next, Bob? I have something uh, that I like to bring to our wonderful audience every year. I give them a little update, and I prefer uh, actually not to say any more. Uh, that's Ooh, that's my tease. But, uh, <laughs> very, yeah, very it, it changes every Christmas. And it's next right here with Bob and Sherry. It's the Bob and Sherry annual happy hour holiday Christmas tree lighting Facebook live extravaganza with the one and only Jimmy Wayne. Doc's must watch Christmas movies with a twist. A reading of children's letters to Santa. The people's movie critic Lamar. Fabulous prizes. And of course, the countdown to the tree lighting. Three, two, it's the annual Bob and Cherry Tree Lighting Extravaganza. Tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the Bob and Cherry Facebook page. My name is Sergeant Navas. I'm with Third Marine Division Headquarters Battalion here in Okinawa, Japan. Uh, I am from Chino, California. I just want to give a happy holidays to my friends and family back home. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Well, we're getting closer and closer to the big day, Christmas Day, right around the corner. So many things to really enjoy about this time of the year. So many, well, traditions. Yeah, People love traditions. Yeah. People who listen to the radio shows that they love so much, they look so forward to traditions. Well, the, the jingle stick, there it is, there it is, that's one. But there were many others, many others. This year, unfortunately, uh, one of the traditions is kind of sad. And it's kind no. of sad. Yeah, it's sad. And it's sad because of inflation. Inflation oh, no. has really hurt this one tradition so badly, oh, no. like, like never seen before. A tradition that this radio announcer has been announcing since he was a young pup. But he, a couple of years ago, was discouraged and told that this people isn't what I think don't, it is, is it? don't like this, traditions, even this, this, it's kind of shocking. That the one tradition yeah. mm -hmm. has gone. This is what I think it is, so isn't much. it? Yeah, it is. That's the way he. Just That's right, ladies it. and gentlemen. Oh, it's God. the twelve days of Christmas, and how much they cost. <laughs> well, maybe there's some drama to it this year. Are the twelve yes, days is. of Christmas getting hit by inflation, like everything? Oh, else? oh, unbelievable! Like a pinata. 
It's unbelievable. Are you ready for this? Do I have a past because of inflation to tell you what the 12 days of Christmas cost? It's a little more newsworthy. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Okay. I, I, I'm going to no, call that. I noticed in. that. I noticed that um, you still had to take like the long, sneaky back way to it because you were afraid of being rejected, and that makes us sad that you have those feelings. Aren't we sad well, that he has those? Feelings? Yes, very sad. Rejection, we're rejection so sad. has been a part oh of my, my life, so I, I have oh, to manage it. Wow. I have to manage it. That's exactly oh, right. Boy. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a hackneyed radio DJ time filler. This is an actual breaking news story about the cost of the twelve days of Christmas because of inflation this year. For instance, a partridge and a pear tree would cost you today $280.18. Do you know what the price increase is from last year, Sherry, for a partridge and a pear tree? I, I don't. I don't 25. remember. 25.8%. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a jump. <laughs> yeah, it's a big jump. That's like a, a quarter more, you know. Uh, two turtle doves. They're going to cost 600 smackos. That's up 33 and a third percent. Exactly a third more than last year. That's what inflation will do to your holiday. Three French That's hens. insane. Oh, okay. Excuse, the three, oh, yeah, just based me. on what chicken costs. Excuse I can't me, wait I'm to talking. hear the three French hens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not going to like the sound of this. $318.75. That's 25% more. <laughs> Than 2020. Hey, I hate to move mm-hmm. things along here, but you've got a, like, I don't know, nine more things to go here, and we're fast approaching the time we're going to run out of time. <laughs> well, well, we'll break it into two or three bits then, because people would like to know that fall, four calling okay, birds are $599. 599.96. Now that's unchanged, so that's kind of a bargain. Y'all may want to get out there and get your four calling birds that sounds like a bargain i think oprah i think is one of oprah's things for calling birds five gold rings uh even if you do have a friend in the jewelry business is one thousand two hundred and forty five dollars that's up almost forty percent six geese seven twenty six geese will cost you seven hundred and twenty dollars up nine point one percent seven swans $13,124.93. By the way, that's unchanged. I know Oprah's on that one. I know that that's <laughs> on her list. The maids of milking, $58. Eight maids of milking, $58. That's unchanged. Once again, women not being appreciated, not being even paid as much as these, geese. Yeah, even in these inflationary times, a French hen's getting more an hour than yep. a woman. Than a woman. Well, how about nine ladies dancing? I'm Eight afraid thousand. to ask. $8,308, but a surprising only 10% increase. Once again, Shh. once again, the babes not getting paid what they should. Ten lords a-leaping. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the feminists are going to go nuts. The nine ladies dancing are only up 10%. Ten lords a-leaping. That's only one lord more than a lady. $13,980. The men are getting 24.2% more. Oh, sure. Sure they are, yeah. I apologize for my sex. Eleven pipers. $3,021. That's up 2.6%. As is our final, the 12 drummers drumming. 
$3,266, up 2.6%. What does it all come to? You're going to get it all for somebody on your list. $45,523.27. That is an all-time very newsworthy, too, with the inflation Thank you. Thing. Well done. Back to you, well Sherry. Done. Back to you at the well news done. desk, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> We've got more of this kind of holiday merrymaking wow. coming up for you. Plus, we're going to play the Bob and Sherry box office. And there's a place in this world where it is the law, the law, that you get a Christmas bonus. That place is not here, but it's out there. We're going to tell you where. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza is tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. It is time now for Bob and Sherry's Small Plates. And on Small Plates today, we're using Spode China, as a matter of fact, just just this one time during the year. So fancy. Yeah, very fancy today. A fifth of us, one-fifth of us, will be spending Christmas alone. Or with perhaps just one other person. Lucky. Lucky. Oh, that's the spirit of the season. Oh, I'm sorry. The mic was on. I'm sorry. The mic was on. Yeah, uh, that's right. 20% uh, alone. I don't know. Have I ever spent Christmas absolutely alone? I'm trying to think back. I think I was at least with my mother and my brother, at least briefly both for Christmas and after my father passed away and if, if I was single at the time and not dating anybody. I yeah. had one Christmas uh-huh. where I wasn't, I was I was alone, but not technically alone. So I got really sick and spent Christmas all by myself in the house in the recliner watching a Planet of the Apes marathon on TV while oh everybody God. was over at grandma's house having Christmas dinner. Why? And I was on some really powerful cold medication. Oh, you were? Okay, you weren't feeling it. I was well. sick. Okay. That's yeah, what I said. I was yeah. sick. Yeah. I. It was great. You liked it? I didn't feel sad or sorry for myself one bit. Yeah. Can I, do, can I do the flip of that? I dated a woman for a while, and she was divorced, and she had uh, children. And the children, like with many divorced situations, would go off with, uh, you know, the husband for this holiday and she would get them for another holiday but she was always alone on this was thanksgiving uh she got them on christmas and he got them on thanksgiving and she said to me because it was thanksgiving when we were dating she said i hated thanksgiving so much i went why she said i'd get up i'd be all alone i wasn't seeing anyone at the time and i would go to the movies in the afternoon and there was no one else there but other single people alone and the movie would start and it would go dark and I would just cry at the movies and that was my Thanksgiving for two or three years (laughs) honey that is so bad why don't you change if if that's the deal do something else but of course I came along and brightened her spirits um about three quarters of us do not plan to leave the house at all on Christmas Day. I believe that. I totally believe that. And it's about four hours for the average family to unwrap all of the gifts, figure out how to put together, you know, certain things. If the kid got a new play table or something, the legs and, you know, all of the things that you have to do. 
for most people, and I'm thinking this is probably mostly parents, it's about four solid hours. So the kids, you know, they're up probably, what would you say, 4.30 in the morning, you know? So it's about five. Yeah, mine, mine five. might go to five, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, jumping a boyfriend, becoming a better lover, and saving up for breast enlargement surgery are some of the top things that women want in the next year. Isn't that funny? They've got a boyfriend. And they're looking for it. They want a better one. And they're they're thinking about it, but they're still with this one. Y'all are so devious. Do you know what Y'all know so many Mm. times, so many months in advance what's going to be going on. And we're walking around like, well, we're still together and we're still doing it. So I guess everything's fine. Here's what would fix a lot of that. If boyfriends like cell phones and computers had periodic software updates, you know, so here's your boyfriend. You're a little disappointed in his behavior. You know, he's not all that you think he could be, but you just got a notification that tonight at midnight, they're downloading another software update into him. And who knows after this, he might remember your birthday. That's what boyfriends need. They need periodic updates. Now we don't want windows to take this job no, on because your boyfriend no. will be updating every other day. You want that's Apple where it's like couple, yeah. every few months you'll get an update. Yeah. You know, that's so true. Why don't we do that? I mean, as as human beings, both men and women, why don't we, you know, at the beginning, you always talk about resolutions. And by the way, here's another small plate. The average resolution lasts 12 days. Um, why don't we do an update on ourselves just to keep things going smoothly? Is it because we just hate looking at ourselves and saying, well, you know, there is room for improvement here, Bobby. Um, Do you ever stop to think about, let me, no, in all seriousness, like you're all besotted with your wife and always trying to make her happy. Do you ever think to yourself, gee, Bob, there's some room for improvement here. I wonder if I could make some upgrades and updates to my software and make some changes. Yes, but it's taken all these years. I wish I had done it earlier. And I mean, one of the upgrades that I've done is, no, no matter what it is, don't raise your voice and don't don't bring her down. Because I could do that. You know, if things were really bad, I could raise my voice and, and just go, this is awful, blah, blah, blah. But you just put a pall over somebody's day. And you really don't have the, the right to do that. You know, things are going to go poorly for you once in a while. So I think I've done an update like that. And uh, I've tried a little harder to be uh, technologically um, astute at some things, so I don't have to call on her for everything. So, yeah, well, there you the go. answer is, yeah, yeah. So you can lecture other men because, you know, you've made that effort yourself. Well, that's not really a good update, so I can lecture other men. Yeah, but it's the a kind of update you like that. best. Oh, that's, that's, that's what every gal wants. Oh, my, oh, who am I with right now? I'm with Bob. Oh, I love it. He lectures men wherever wherever he goes. He'll, he'll just point out what a guy's doing wrong. Yeah. I'd love it. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> Women hate that. Women hate that. 
It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. The book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Hello, my name is Petty Officer Thomas Kaiser, stationed here in Naples, Italy at NSA Naples. Want to give a special shout out to my friends and family back home in Canton, Georgia. Want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and I miss you guys. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. This year, Max went to see a production of The Nutcracker, and you loved it, didn't you? Yeah, it's it's an actually something I do annually. Tchaikovsky uh, debuted the Nutcracker Ballet in 1892, and the ballet is thought to be the reason that those toy nutcrackers that you see in stores, and maybe you have one in your house, have become so popular. It's what kept them going over the years. And there is a German woodworker, or there was, whose name was Wilhelm Fuchtner, and he is known as the father of the nutcracker. He was the first to commercially produce the Nutcracker in 1872, all right? And, uh, and, and, and uh, his story uh, was an inspiration to many people, how he carved it and all of that. But, Sherry, he was known as the father of the Nutcracker. What a great title to be known as, right? Yeah. I think my dad also. <laughs> Would you like to know something that is really surprising? There are so many Americans that know the little figurine, the little toy soldier. And when it was first carved, there were some toy soldiers, but there were also animals and just regular people. It just kind of became the toy soldier thing. There are so many people in this country that do not know that the nutcrackers that you can buy are nutcrackers. And they're that's all what they're o- for. That that's what they're for. And they're all over uh, posts on the Internet. Here's one. You're telling me that nutcrackers can actually crack nuts? I can't believe it. It was a oh holiday my God. tradition to have a basket of nuts at Christmas time, which is something that my parents used to do all the time. Oh, yeah. With nutcrackers. And would you actually use the nutcrackers? Yeah, actually I mean, use the nutcrackers if you wanted to get to the walnuts or the other the, almonds, whatever it was in there. If you wanted to open the shell, you had to actually use, use the toy the, soldier. The, the nutcracker, yes. Yeah, yeah. Other people were going, oh my God, I genuinely did not know that nutcrackers crack nuts. I'm sobbing. Nutcrackers are actually used to crack nuts? I never knew that. It was today that I realized that nutcrackers are actually used to crack nuts. There are videos going around, evidently. And one person said, hey, y'all, the clue is in the name, really. (laughs) 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 Somebody else said, you're right. Very surprised by the amount of people who did not know. And listen to this. There's a Nutcracker Museum. Oh, how did I miss that with PM Magazine? How did I miss the Nutcracker Museum? It's uh, in France, and it's, um, it shows the work of wood carvers 
from all over the world going back to the 15th century. They were doing nutcrackers in the 1400s. I didn't know that. You have to be careful, though, with the nutcrackers that you have, that they're actually nutcrackers. Because you can buy really cute nutcrackers at, like, Home Goods, But if Uh you put a nut in that bad boy's mouth and try to crack it, you're going to break your nutcracker. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So they're they're actually bogus? I know this. We always ended up using the little metal nutcrackers because the the other thing was was, so cumbersome. Yeah. And and they're expensive. Yeah, if you have a real one, you put the nut in his mouth and you squeeze it and he spits out the cracked nut. Yeah, yeah. That only works if you have a real nutcracker. If you have one that's just for show from like Home Goods or Target, and you try to crack a nut with that. Mm. Yeah. We have a nutcracker here on the Bob and Cherry Show. All year round. Is she in the museum? Happy holidays. Ain't a nut. Ain't a nut. I haven't cracked yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's Bob and Sherry. From sleep training to sex tips, if you have questions, I have answers. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Kim, your confidant and host of the Parentologist Podcast. Each week on the show, we dig into relevant topics related to everything parenting, marriage, current events, and mental health. You'll feel like you're in the room and part of the conversation. So please join me and get your weekly dose of expert-level advice and resources from me and my guests in a relatable, easy-to-digest way. Listen to the Parentologist Podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you like fun? If yes, then visit BobandSherry.com, our new, improved, and easier-to-navigate website featuring our guest bloggers. Hi, I'm Carrie Green. Join me every Wednesday for Mom Outnumbered as I brave the minefield of raising a family while maintaining a sense of humor, and I attempt to make it through at least mostly unscathed. Oh, it's great. It's this website that's got, like, everything. BobandSherry.com. Hi, this is Allison Stellar. Join me every Monday in the Zen Den as I navigate the peaks and valleys of this crazy journey called life. It appears that the website has become alive. Hey, it's the People's Movie Critic. Check out my reviews at BobandSherry.com. Their website is so easy. BobandSherry.com And all the Bob and Sherry podcasts, including the Oddcast and Fun Size. I probably have to go shopping now. And you can't just hit shop for the Bob and Sherry store for Cooking with Cats, the mother of all mothers merchandise, and the other Bob and Sherry stuff. Website, the website. It's new and improved. The Bob and Sherry website bobandsherry.com Facebook 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 Follow Bob and Sherry on Facebook get all kinds of great stuff 1 billion that is how many active users Facebook now has Facebook 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 She switches on her computing machine and looks to see what her friends have been up to on Facebook the electric friendship generator There's this thing called Facebook 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 page We have five likes you name it. News channel, YouTube, Hulu, Facebook, Twitter, dot this, dot that, dot everything. It's the whole in July. Or you can follow Bob and Sherry on Twitter, at Bob and Sherry. Twitter? Twitter. What are you tweeting? And we'd love to hear from you. DM us on Facebook or Twitter anytime. Just follow me here. No one. Won't you follow us on Twitter? So get social with Bob and Sherry on Facebook, Twitter, or at Bob and Sherry on Instagram. When I was coming up, Instagram was a dope deal. You know what I'm saying? Get details at BobandSherry.com. 
Hi, I'm Lieutenant James Stenier from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and I'm currently stationed at NSA Naples in Naples, Italy. And I would like to wish my family and friends back home a happy holiday. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. It is talk back time, and if you have a phone that you like to use as a phone, you can call us at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRI. Or you can grab our app. It's free in Google Play and the Apple Store, and it does all sorts of things. You can listen to the show and the podcast, and you can text the studio and all of that. And if you tap on the little microphone in the center of the screen, bottom center, you can give us a message, and the app will do the rest. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Um, Just a quick note for Sherry. I probably wouldn't refer to William Shatner as the Shat. It doesn't <laughs> sound right on air. Hilarious, but it just doesn't sound right. I hope you guys have a great day. <laughs> is he referred it's to... A good point. Is he referred to uh, in other parts of media uh, that way, or is that strictly us? No, I, I think, think he, he gets I think that he quite is. a bit. Yeah. yeah, I think he does get it quite a bit. Right. Mm-hmm. She has a point. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the man is the man has been acting for 75 years you know i guess we we should have more respect but there's it's just no one like he's, him he's a legend there's no one like him and, and, and we need to give nicknames to people like that for some reason uh, so we did a story about the cat that was in the bag and the tsa found it anyhow this is Hi, Bob and Cherry. I was just listening to the episode where you're talking about the cat getting in the suitcase for the TSA agent to find. And I just wanted to thank you that now you've given me a new fear um, for when I'm standing in that TSA line. Because I don't know why I don't own a gun. I don't own a knife. I don't want to make a bomb. I don't want to take down a plane. But for some reason, when I'm standing there, I have this irrational fear that when I get up there, all of those things are going to be found on me and I'm going to get arrested. Once I get through the TSA line, I'm a fine flyer. But that TSA line terrifies me every freaking time because for some reason, I think that that day is the day that a knife that I didn't know I had has found its way in a cavity in my body. So now I'm going to be thinking about my dog or my cat. Are they in there too? <laughs> anyway, I love the show. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. I understand what she's saying. The TSA has done a great job. As far as scaring the devil out of us with uh, things we should not be taking. When you're worried about whether or not you're storing a knife inside yourself and you don't (laughs) own a knife like that, I mean, that's an effective campaign by TSA. Wow. Kev no longer wants to fly because he gets caught with a knife or something every time we go through TSA. He Every forgets because he yeah. is, he's a guy that has knives. Yeah. He car- he carries a pocket knife and you would think like, what do you need a pocket knife for? But mm-hmm. you'd be surprised at how handy it is moving through life sure. with someone that always has a knife. He's a he man's man. Packages. Yeah. Um, my yeah. girlfriend Bridget's always says to me that I am the first man she's ever met that doesn't always have a knife on him. Cause she grew up, really? she grew up in the country in with, with yeah. in Georgia with men's men. I, I yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. a knife. I don't, I don't have a knife. I'm such a city boy. All the you know, men it, in this family carry knives. And at any time you can say, hey, can one of you and they and everybody reaches into their pocket and pulls it out to do whatever it is you need it cut or, you know, opened or whatever. Yeah. I, I could remember having a knife, but I was 10 years old and I can see it right now. I got it for Christmas, as a matter of fact. And it was one of those knives. It had a red sort of plastic case and it was heavy. 
and it had the big blade. It had a smaller blade. It had some sort of a blade that was supposed to be a file or something like that. And I think a tiny corkscrew. I don't know what I was using a corkscrew for when I was 10 years old, but uh, it was part of it. And I remember getting it and I was so excited about it. And I haven't carried one in years and years. Was it a real Swiss Army knife or was it a knockoff? I don't think, no, it was a knockoff. It was a knockoff, yeah. But but it was very cool looking and I liked it a lot. You know, that's actually the ultimate male stocking stuffer. Even today. A Swiss Army knife? A A Swiss Army knife, yeah. For not for this crew, Bob. They're like Daniel Boone. They carry, I don't know, like they could they could dress they could field dress a deer with what they walk around with in their pockets. It's <laughs> insane. No, it's it's actually insane. Like it's super handy when you'd be surprised how often it comes up. It's super handy, but then get on a plane with one of them. I can't tell you how many times Kevin's had a that would be, seized by TSA. That would be awful to have a Swiss Army knife and you forget you have it because you've been carrying it around, you know, with your cargo shorts forever. And now you have to throw it away because they're not cheap. Well, he ha- has such a charming Southern accent that um, of all the times he's had a knife seized, he's only had to throw one away once. TSA really? people actually... Like, if you had a knife, not only would they throw it away, but they would take you aside for extra questioning. They go through Kevin's backpack, they find two acorns, a pine cone, a knife, and a half-eaten Snickers. And they're like, baby doll, you cannot take this knife on that plane. And Kevin will go, oh, shucks, that's that's my favorite knife. Well, baby doll, I'm going to mail it to you myself. Like, literally. Meanwhile, the rest of right? us are being strip searched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in front of God and everybody at Terminal C, and he's over there getting sweet talk. Yeah, like I just so want to be called Baby Doll by a TSA agent, male <laughs> or female. That's all I care about. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats, the book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com the bob and sherry facebook live tree lighting extravaganza is tonight 7 p.m eastern join us on the bob and sherry facebook page we just had a charming listener who called us and said that she has a fear of going through tsa with a carry-on because tsa will suddenly discover that she's carrying a gun or a Bowie knife, or a bazooka, or a grenade, <laughs> or something like She owns none of these things, but she's so intimidated that somehow they would find their way into her bag and she would be arrested. And I don't think that she's alone <laughs> in that fear. No. I think TSA has done such a job of putting the you know the fear of God in us, and and yet you every single week we get a moron in the news story about somebody who you know had a Glock that they forgot about with their carry on. We had a woman who had one in her purse, and she said that she had forgotten about it, and they had to take it away. So I, I was thinking about that, and I had uh, an article that I read about fears that just 
are unreasonable that people have. Do you want to hear a couple of them? Sure. I wonder if our audience can relate to some of them. This first person says, I was afraid for 27 years of living by myself and supporting myself and facing who I'd become as a result of capitulating to my narcissistic husband for many years. Then he forced the divorce on me. And after almost four years on my own, I realized how stupid I was for being afraid. I am finally free and I am successful. I know another woman whose husband told, told her, as she said, that she could, he was very abusive. She couldn't live with him anymore. He said, you will never make it on your own. And she, she started her own business and became a very successful person. And the first thing that she did was to get a personalized license plate on uh, an expensive SUV, <laughs> which just said, sorry, <laughs> you were wrong. Solo female world traveler here. Absolutely adore going to a pub in England. I'm scared to get death to go into an American bar by myself. And if you've never been to England or you've never been to Wisconsin, they have bars in both places where you can walk in as a woman and nobody is going to put the moves on you. It's just like you're, you're accepted as uh, you know a human being who wants to have a beer at the bar with other women and other guys. Um, I, I found that one of the most charming things about Wisconsin. Where were we? Was it Wausau? Wausau. We were in Wausau. And we went into a bar and, um, there were, uh, we sat at the bar and people introduced themselves to us. A couple of them knew who we were and, and there were women, uh, sitting there and it was like that this was their stool and everybody knew them. And it was so charming. You compare that to going into some bars in the USA and you know, we have wonderful pubs and we have wonderful cocktail lounges, but it can be an aggressive place. Would you agree with that as a woman? Yeah. Cause it, it's like, if you're a woman, I have a friend who travels a lot for work. And so she often ends up sitting alone at the bar of a hotel mm -hmm. restaurant, eating dinner by herself. Yeah. It's almost like, because she's sitting there at the mm -hmm. bar that, that there's like an invisible sign over her head that says, hit on me. I'm, I'm here to be hit on when that's not the case yeah. at all. Yeah. And if that's not true for men, like you don't see a man sitting alone at the bar eating a cheeseburger and go, oh, hey there, here's a guy that's looking to get picked up. No, I never, I, I, I never felt that way. I was always kind of disappointed because no one felt that I was worth being hit on when I was single eating alone at the bar. But hey, you know, that's just the way it goes. Uh, the next person said, I would love to go to New York City. I have never been there, but I could not go by myself. I would be completely overwhelmed by a city that large and that crowded. I can see that. I can see even if you were dropped off by a cab in front of your hotel and you were in Midtown at a nice hotel, walking out that door, in, and I don't mean onto Broadway. Broadway is overwhelming. But walking through uh, Midtown Manhattan, Madison Avenue, wherever it may be, there's so many people. They're moving so quickly. There's it, It's a sensory overload. I can see if you were... Never there before, it would be daunting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If and if you've not lived in a big city and don't know how to, like, navigate no. that endless stream of humanity, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Take a friend. Uh, this person, uh, we're talking about fears people have that are irrational. This person said, putting together IKEA furniture. I get it. <laughs> I totally. I totally get it. I totally get it. You know what my fear is? And, and it's it's probably unfounded. Canceling things uh, online. 
And like sometimes subscriptions, you mean that kind of thing? subscriptions or booking things online. I, I'm this just happened to me. So my kids are coming into town. We have a, a couple. We have so many kids, Mary's kids, my kids. So I booked uh, a place for them to stay. The girls are going to stay together with their children near where our house is. And I was looking around and on VRBO, I booked a place, but I didn't book it right. And then I went somewhere else with bookings.com and booked it there. I just got the bill for both. I double you booked. booked it twice. I booked it twice. Are you going to be able to get that resolved? Some of it. I'm- but the big fear was I couldn't figure out how to cancel it at this point. And guess who I had to go to? Not Mary. To do oh, that. you didn't yeah. go to Mary, did you? Why didn't you call me? I would have done it. <clears throat> she figured it out because I had notes of things that I had to do that day. And one of them in large letters, all caps, figure out how to cancel VRBO. And she walked by it. And all of a sudden I came by and she's on my computer in the kitchen. I went, what are you doing? She goes, something that I guess someone else couldn't do. Uh, uh, I would have. I know it's hard for you because you're surrounded on both sides by women that are like, oh, let me do that, Bob. I I know you don't get it. It's called capable. Yeah. It's called capable. I would have next time, next time, don't don't get caught like that. You get caught with everything with her. I would have spared you that one. It's Bob. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this. I cannot believe this. I thought it would be fun if we looked at some of the ways our fellow humans around the planet celebrate Christmas and steal Uh some of these ideas, especially this first one. In Japan, people eat KFC for Christmas dinner. It is a it is a tradition. A it's a tradition, tradition to have a bucket of the Colonel's chicken for Christmas mm. dinner. Now, I know that you may be like, yeah, but I want Mamaw's ham. Yeah, but Mamaw's tired. You know, maybe Mamaw would like a really good stiff drink and a bucket of the Colonel's chicken. Did you ever think about that? I that thought sounds it, like I, a I pretty thought... festive way to go. You know, do they celebrate Christmas as vigorously as uh, they do in, like, Europe and the United States and Japan? I wouldn't think. It's it's more of, like, a party day. It's oh, not yeah. a religious holiday. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and it's relatively new. It's only, like, in the past 20, 25 years that it's really taken hold. They uh-huh. celebrate it differently than we do. But everybody putting a Santa hat on and eating some chicken? That yeah. doesn't sound so bad. Let's no, go to Poland no. now. I, you won't like this, Bob, for a lot of reasons. And I know you're going, well, there you, why do you paint me as someone that doesn't like things for a lot of reasons? <laughs> Let me tell you. That, by the way, thank you uh, for taking my actual thoughts and uh, making it possible for me to just sit here and let you d- actually do me as, as if I'm one of Jeff Dunham's dummies. I appreciate that. I'm just... I'm so totally relaxed now. So I'm going to take, you know, take it easy today. It's the holidays. I'm going to tell you, you this tradition you. in Poland. Okay. And then you try to tell me that you don't, I there's bet nothing I will about like this it. that you like. I bet okay. I will like it. Go ahead. All right. On Christmas Eve, um, the people share the Oplatek. It's a paper thin square wafer made out of flour and water. And it has an image of the nativity on it. It's pretty big. Everyone at the table 
They pass it around. Everyone breaks off a little piece and, and then shares like some holiday greetings and emotions and thoughts and then passes it along to the next person. You know what? I'm going to completely disagree with you. I think that that's a nice thing, and that's something that I would be a part of. I like that. Okay. Now but I'd like to be. Bob, I'd like to get the first piece. Exactly. Because I mean, you know, the real Bob is like that kid that just picked his nose, got the wafer before I know. me. I know. It. And now all I can think about are not my holiday greetings or thoughts, but that I'm going to get whatever that kid has. I'm going to keep my eye on the wafer and and try to get a piece that has not been touched by that kid. Here's a fun one. Um, And a good way to frighten and traumatize your children, especially if they're anything like mine. This is in Slovakia. Um, Mm. Christmas Eve dinner is carp, but you don't get it at the supermarket. You get it like right off the dock and you fill your bathtub with water and you let the fish live and swim around in your bathtub until it's time to cook it for Christmas dinner. At this point, my daughters have named it and are building a house for it. And, and now we're going to now we're gonna oh, cook it no. and eat it for dinner. That's not going to happen. No, no, no. First of all, I, I've never heard of anybody actually eating carp. Have you? I always think of carp as something that's in, like if you tour a castle in Europe, you know, it's the, in the carp are in the moat or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... I just don't see it ending well for us. No. Girls, I know that y'all are very attached to Lucy. (laughs) It's time now for mommy to cook Lucy because we're going to eat her for dinner. That's not going to go well. Um, All right. Here's another one. In Singapore, if you like Christmas lights, you absolutely have to go to Singapore during the Christmas uh, season because they say that the shopping district in Singapore called Orchard Road has mm-hmm. the most dazzling Christmas light displays in the entire world. Really? And that makes me think of the scene in Elf where Buddy takes um, his date to have a, a taste of the world's best cup of coffee. And it's just crappy mm-hmm. coffee, but the sign outside the diner says world's best coffee. So he's <laughs> right. all excited because he's going to introduce her to the world's best. But yeah. seriously, the world's best Christmas light display? Come on. If you're a Christmas person. Yeah, I could see it magical. happening in Singapore, actually. That's a pretty amazing yeah. place. So there's more of these, and, yeah. and I'll post these up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. If you would okay. like to have KFC for dinner or keep a live fish in your bathtub, you know, maybe liven up your family's traditions this year. All right, straight ahead. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Straight ahead, I have a way. If if you're throwing a Christmas party and they just won't leave, all right, they just won't leave, and you want to go to bed, I have a way to close down that party pretty quickly, and we'll bring it to you straight ahead. This is Bob and Sherry. It's the Bob and Sherry annual happy hour holiday Christmas tree lighting Facebook live extravaganza with the one and only Jimmy Wayne. Doc's must watch Christmas movies with a twist. A reading of children's letters to Santa. The people's movie critic Lamar. Fabulous prizes. And of course, the countdown to the tree lighting. Three, two, one. It's the annual Bob and Sherry tree lighting extravaganza. Tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. 
Hi, this is Petty Officer Third Class Ulbricht from Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. And I would like to wish my mom, dad, brothers and sisters, and Joey's family a very Merry Christmas. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Okay, uh, if you're a person who's been with the Bob and Sherry Show a long time, you know that uh, years ago I was talking about a Christmas party that my ex and I threw. And it was for the neighbors and for some friends uh, in the city we were living in. And it was really a good party. The food was very good. We had it, uh, I think we had it catered actually that year. And there was plenty to drink. The tree, we were living in a house that had one of those great rooms. And we had a great big tree that we got from the local Catholic church. And then uh, what else was going on? Oh, I planned the music. Everything was just really good. It was so good that people would not leave. This this sherry was the party where I, I can't believe I did this. But I it was going after four hours. I I just kind of s- slipped upstairs and I didn't take an actual nap. But I, I lay down to close my eyes just for just for 10 minutes i just slipped away and then i came back where you been bob oh i was getting people needed ice i had to go out and get we have bags of ice in the garage i was out getting ice, i guess so um it went on for hours and hours and then i finally realized that you know if if you just turn off the music you know people might get the idea i'm telling you this party went on for five or six hours that's a long time for a party I'm glad everybody had a good time, but you know, moderate after a while. So, what I have for you, if you're if you're in this situation, I have three Christmas jokes. You just call everybody together, and you do one or maybe all of these three jokes. And I'm telling you, it's going to shut down the party. It won't take not instantly. It'll take a few minutes, but it'll get the job done. Ready for the jokes? Here we go. And and don't Max, you don't have to give me a rim shot. I'm going to use the jingle stick. As my rim shot after every joke. Roger, have I, explain, Roger have I explained this okay. enough? I think I have. Yeah. All right, here we go. Say, hey, folks. Say, hey, everybody <laughs> have any good time? All right, let's uh, raise our glasses. Merry Christmas. Hey, uh, let me ask you all something. Why does Donald Trump have his Christmas dinner on a plastic plate? Oh, you know, he doesn't get on with China. So that's a good one because uh, it'll start political arguments. The wives will hate it. And so people are going to start, you know, you know. All right. I think it's we've enjoyed ourselves, but it's time to go. Uh, here's the next one. Hey, everybody. Why is Washington like ancient Bethlehem? It takes a miracle to find three wise men there. <laughs> so now you're getting, huh? getting a little political. Yeah. And then finally, um, hey folks, why has Santa been banned from sooty chimneys? Carbon footprints. That's right. That, do you get it? Do you get carbon Use those three. The party. Place should empty out. Yeah. It's going to be emptying out at any moment. I'm about ready to leave here. Yeah. Will you stop it? I'm trying to help the people out here. Um. No, you'll definitely. Well, it'll empty out except for that one guy. Yeah. And he's going to want to beat your face in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're right. You're right. You know, I I have never uh, had that problem at a party. My my problem has always been, you know, I want to stay there long enough. You know, especially if it's a business sort of thing or if it's, if it's, uh, 
marries people or whatever friends. I want to stay there long enough, have a good time, but then enough is enough. I got to find a way to slide and be really cool about it. For someone like you, it's better for you to go to parties than have parties. Don't you think? Yeah, probably. But I was so, you know, I was making fun of that party. I was really proud that people had a good time. At the end of the but night, it, I was... But it's, it's better, I think, for you. Just yeah. go to the party. And then you can mm-hmm. leave 10 minutes after you get there. No, you can't do that. You can't leave 10 minutes. Yeah, I think if you go to a Christmas party, you have to be there for at least an hour and 15 minutes. And then you have to have an excuse that you're going to nana's house or whatever you, you know going somewhere else afterward oh we wish we wish we could stay for the next four hours but we're going to nana's house or, you got to have one of those an excuse to that's go. why the best thing in the world is anything described as a christmas drop-in or a holiday drop-in. i agree with you that you is get an such... invite to one of those those yes. are sane people those are they are sane I am so glad you brought that up because that's mm-hmm. what people need to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that Christmas too. Mm-hmm. It's Bob and Sherry. The Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. You know, that's how your mom describes them. We're on all of them, and we would love to have you come hang out with us on any of our social media. Hit up our Facebook for stuff you hear every day on the show. Talk to us on Twitter. Shoot us a message on Instagram. We want to hear from you, and we want to follow you back. Plus, it's always Catterday right around the corner, and we're looking at your pics. That's Bob and Sherry on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Sign up for our newsletter, and you can win a $50 Visa gift card. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Hi, Jackie. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. You're just enjoying the weather. Yeah, good. <laughs> getting cold soon. But um, my story is, you know, our family, uh, we're Italian, and we don't cook the traditional turkey and ham or wherever else everybody else cooks. Um, we cook uh, lobster and spaghetti, and it's been a family tradition for a long time, and, you know, it was really nice, but the not-so-nice part about it is that, um, you know, I have nine cousins, and my papa would drag us all into the kitchen, and he would gut these, you know, th- these things were alive, you know, you would see them moving, and, and he would gut them right in front of us, because he wanted to, that was the way of teaching us how to, you know, how to cook them, and, and he would take the poop out of the poo. The poo is actually inside the... Yeah, we don't. We really don't need the details on that, Jackie. <laughs> and he would take it out yeah. and just show us every part so you'd watch mm-hmm. these things die. And, you know, as five or six-year-old, you know, I don't think he realized. I think it kind of might have traumatized yeah. some of my cousins to be really bad cooks because they don't want to go near any kind of meat or anything to cook. And... Um, that, that was our that was our family's tradition was having lobster. If, if it was a good year, we'd get, uh, we'd get lobster at Christmas. Okay. Now, and, how, how did you cook it? Well, I my father would do the same thing, and I, I know how to do that. And it you was cut it over the tail. And yeah, right. Watch the poor thing die. Jackie, well, yeah, Mike. you cut it two ways. You cut it down, split it right down the center, down the tail, and you turn it around and then go the other way. Jackie, my my daughters think that the lobster tank in the supermarket is there in case anyone wants to buy a pet. <laughs> if I brought one of those things home. And they named it and, and played mm-hmm. with it, and then I killed it in front of them. Mm-hmm. They would be on couches with shrinks for the rest that, of their life. That's lives. exactly what I'm saying, because we'd have all these lobsters. They'd be in the sink, and we'd all be watching, and we'd be, you know, amazed because they're all moving around. And, 
and uh, you watch your grandfather slice and dice them. And the worst part about it, as I got older, so, you know, we're talking 10, 11, 12, my mom started doing it. Mm-hmm. And seeing your mom, who's supposed to be the, you know, person you look up to, killing a lobster, it was just really devastating. And it got even worse, because she, she, she liked to be gross and, you know, create a scene, and she'd cook them, and she'd take the eyeballs and eat them in front of everybody, and... Um, I like lobster, don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to go and take the eyeballs and crunch and you hear the crunch. Most of us aren't, Jackie. Every family, though, has one, like, kooky old woman relative that says that stuff's a delicacy. And they'll eat the stuff that nobody else will touch. Actually... That's not true, Sherry. It's your family. <laughs> no, and and Jackie's. And Jackie's. We had an we had a kooky aunt, Jackie. That you know when you have Thanksgiving dinner and inside the turkeys there's that bag full of stuff. Oh. Yeah, she would yeah. she would um she'd simmer the neck all day in a pot and then yeah. eat the turkey neck. I, oh jeez. I gotta say. Oh jeez. My mom. I think that would be my mother and my grandmother. I mean, it, this is she is gung ho about this tradition and she wants us to learn it. And if it does not happen, I mean, she she's a crazy woman. She bought me, I, you know, I'm living in Georgia now, but they live in Massachusetts. And she bought me a plane ticket to make sure I'm home to eat your, to watch your, to watch uh, it, your yeah. lobster eyes. So, if you can't um, make it, I'll take the ticket and I'll go and I'll help kill the lobsters. I'd love to eat Italian you food with lobster. I won't eat the eyes, but I'll eat, I'll eat with your family anytime, Jackie. The lobster's delicious, but the killing portion of it, and it just gets worse. We have a whole other meal that we cook with oxtail. I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, I don't want to hear that Jackie, one when the, the kooky relative that, that eats the ox, the uh, lobster eyes or the ox's butt, or in this case, the turkey neck, while they're crunching away on this revolting bit of scrap that should have gone great to the memory. cat, right? This is what they go. <laughs> Shut up. You don't know what's good. <laughs> uh, witch on the hill. That's what she is. Yeah, exactly. She chases the trick-or-treaters away. I mean, that is just my mom. And, you know, but you know what's you know? scary, Jackie? This this stuff is encoded in your DNA. And in, in, in your tradition. Like, you've grown up it watching is. this. Are you not scared that at some point, as you get older, like a switch will get flipped inside you, and you'll say to yourself, well, you know what? I wonder what that tastes like. i got to have a lobster eyeball. <laughs> I mean, I definitely inherited that I love to cook, you know, and I have taken a lot of my mother's recipes and, you know, and, and learned them. But that's just, I think I've just been scarred so much from that lobster eye that I don't think I'll ever go there. Thanks, well, Jackie. Well, you have a good one, Jackie. Oh, you too. Y'all take care now. All right. Bye-bye. Bob and Sherry ask, do you know a crazy cat person? Are you crazy? We are not crazy. Are you a crazy cat person? Wow. Well. Time to out yourself and proclaim to the world your love of your kitty best friend. It's the My Life is All About My Cat line in the Bob and Sherry store with t-shirts available in an assortment of colors with the perfect style for you. Unisex, women's, and even tank tops in sizes small to 3X. Or you can have tea or coffee with your kitty pal with ceramic mugs that also say My Life is All About My Cat. And of course, Sherry's award-winning Cooking with Cats is chock full of great recipes and fun photos of felines frolicking in the kitchen. With shirts, drinkware, and a cookbook, the Bob and Sherry store has your crazy cat person covered this holiday season, even if it's you. Yeah, they're crazy, but they're a lot of fun. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Wow, Hey, I'm Petty Officer McKinton Cole from Louisville, Kentucky, stationed at NSA Naples, Italy. Just want to wish my family and friends a happy holidays. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. I clicked on um, a headline called 
these gifts he'll never want to return. And I thought, oh, try me because I'm married to a very <laughs> difficult to shop for man. And actually, I ended up liking a bunch of these. And the more I thought about it, I thought I should share these with the rest of the class because some of these are pretty cool. Like the mm-hmm. first one that I, I rolled my eyes at because, you know, it's Kevin. But then I thought, he's not like the other boys. Maybe the other boys would like a tech pouch. Do you know what a tech pouch is? It's perfect for people that travel a lot for their job mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. It's a pouch with all sorts of pockets and compartments designed like this one holds a charging cable. That one holds a flash drive. This one is where you put, you know, like... Um, a spare battery, a juice pack or whatever. And it's all designed to be like really super easy, organized, and you grab it really fast. So instead of rummaging around in the bottom of your backpack, looking for your phone charging cable, you would have all of this all together in one spot. Is Can a computer, a, can a, a laptop go in there or an iPad, do you think? It's a pouch. It, it's just pouch. for small iPad stuff. mini okay. maybe, but it's meant for all your chargers yeah. and batteries and accessories. This is the sort of thing that if you were traveling for work like you used to, would be a really good gift for you. And that's the sort of thing that Landon would get you as your your perfect gift. All right, so I agreed with that one, that um, he's probably not going to return this one. The tactical EDC wallet, um, I do not think that, that Kevin would want. Now, what is the tactical EDC wallet? It's just like it sounds. It's one of those wallets that it has all sorts of extra stuff. Like, think of a Swiss army knife. Now turn it into a wallet. It's made out of leather and aluminum. You have places for like credit cards and it has a tiny knife and some um, of those Allen key hex wrenchy kind of things. And it doubles as that. a smartphone stand. I know you yeah, don't, don't want, want that. that. And, and no. I just feel like if I give that to you and you go through TSA with that, I'm gonna be visiting <laughs> you later that night in lockup. Because it's a wallet that's also a knife. Okay, so there's another one of these, like, um, you know, gear pouches, except this one's a little bit bigger. And at some point, if you're carrying that much gear everywhere you go, you might want to go ahead and get you a suitcase because (laughs) by the time you get done carrying this bad boy, it's too much. Now, here is the Bob Lacey gift of Bob Lacey gifts, and it's only $46.99. You know you like a McMuffin, right? Uh-huh. How would you like to have a kitchen appliance that is like multi, it's like three tiers, multi-dimensional. It looks a little bit like a, a George Foreman grill or a panini press, mm-hmm. but like on one, on the bottom, you have your Canadian bacon. And then there's a middle compartment where you put your eggs. And then there's a top compartment where you would put like an English uh, muffin or a bagel or something. And then you close the whole thing. I like that. Yeah. $46.99. Okay. So, so is it, uh, how big is it? It looks like about the size of a George Foreman grill. Oh, Oh, it is that big. Oh, so you could, I guess, make more than one. Yes. It makes two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can make one for you and one for Mary. $46.99, Forty-six right. ninety-nine, people. I bet it's on Amazon.com. That yeah, was like good. the that was the one thing I thought you would use. I immediately zipped right. past the smart meat thermometer because you're just going to cook your meat till it begs begs to yeah. be put out of its mercy. I'm not anyways, doing so that. That, yeah. that is exactly the best right. kitchen tool that I have. Bar Are you the meat thermometer. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. The meat thermometer is on the outside of the oven. You can watch it. You can make sure it's done perfectly. 
I don't know but why I fight them. I just, I just don't. He's gonna I cook want, it to death. I want to, I want to put the meat on my grill and then stick it with my finger and then um, taste what it tastes like, and then I know. Um, here's another one, Bob, um, that you will hate: the make your own hot sauce kit. This would be really fun for Lamar. <laughs> Anyone who gives Bob a make-your-own-hot-sauce kit no, is giving please, Bob no. something that he's going to give to somebody else the very first chance that he gets. Am do you know? I do right? you know how many hot sauces are available? There's a store near us, and all they sell is hot sauce. I forget the name of the store, but it, it's in a touristy area, and uh, and it, it's it's something like a thousand and one hot sauces. So I had to go in there because hot sauce names are hysterical. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, like yeah. sudden death, you know, hot sauce and, you know, hotter than your sister hot sauce. I mean, just some of them are, are very X-rated. So there's thousands of hot sauces. Why do I want to make my own? It makes no sense at all. Lamar would love it. He would have Lamar hot sauce and he would call it smoking Lamar's smoking hot sauce because that's how he describes his wife, smoking hot. See, it's Lamar's smoking hot. He would make his own sauce. He would I'm gonna absolutely love it. He I'm going to challenge you on that. The next time we talk to him, I'm going to ask him if he would like to make his own hot sauce or just buy, you know, go to hell hot sauce or whatever it is that he's using right now. I'm going to make a note of that. Are you? Because I'm making, I'm actually, note, look, 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 I'm at, on my Hello Kitty notepad. I'm actually yeah. making the note of his own Okay. We will, next time. On the second break, we will talk with him about making his own hot sauce. Okay. (laughs) Thus it is written, and so shall it be done. So shall it be. We're going to play the Bob and Sherry box office next. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, I'm Captain Kyle Chase with Jeremy S3. Just want to wish my family back home in North Carolina. Happy holidays and see you soon. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Did you know that there is a law in Mexico that requires businesses to pay a Christmas bonus? It's called the, I'm going to hope I pronounce it right, the Aguinaldo. And businesses are required by law to give their employees this bonus. And the payment has to be made by December 20th. And if you don't do so, you can be fined. 315 times the legal daily minimum wage. And the same law exists in Costa Rica. You have to get a Christmas bonus. It is a law. How much? Do they say what the percentage is? Or how do they evaluate what a person would be getting, I wonder? I couldn't really find. I think it depends yeah. on the um, job the biz- and the what business, your base yeah. pay is. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, it's but probably it a is legally. Yeah. It is legally mandated. It's based on on each individual employee's base salary. So mm-hmm. like my kid who works at a store at the mall is going to get a smaller Christmas bonus than you would. Although, LOLOL, those Christmas bonuses she's are catching up. than yours. Yeah, she's catching up very quickly. That's right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually paying the company for uh, – I'm giving work, the company yeah. a, a Christmas bonus. It's a first. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, I want you to imagine how cool that is. It has a nickname. Um, they <laughs> yeah. call it the thirteenth, the thirteenth salary because instead of getting paid once a month for your job, yeah, this would be the thirteenth. But how do companies get around 
paying this legally mandated Christmas bonus because you know they do get around it, right? You know that they found a workaround. Oh, yeah. yes, they did. Yeah. Here's the workaround. Um, they hire employees in kind of an informal way. That you know, like it's a yeah, we got a couple of we got a little bit of work for you to do. It's not you know, it's not really a job. Don't get crazy. It's contract and, work. Yeah, and they're able mm-hmm. to dodge paying the mm-hmm. bonus. Could you could you imagine that would never work here? We would never, never have a law here where people got a Christmas bonus ever. Can you imagine the politicians who would go out of their minds when they heard that it is mandated that companies provide their employees with a Christmas bonus, especially really pro-business? I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I mean, there are some businesses, especially these days, that are walking a fine line between profit and loss. So I, I don't know how you come to terms with that, but you're right. There's no way. We don't have dental here, okay? <laughs> we were. So they, do, they don't care about our teeth, let alone a bonus. As a matter of fact, give me my teeth first. I want to go down saying that. Give me my teeth and, and forget the Christmas bonus. The last big corporate broadcast company we worked for before we went rogue, you know, we had all these, we used to joke about it. We had all these plumbing problems. The building was old. There were never enough bathrooms for all of the employees in the building. You had multiple radio stations, TV station, a production company. Like you had a lot of people in there and you never had enough bathrooms. And the bathrooms would often go down and be out of order. And there was one dark period that lasted about three weeks where the operations manager at the time suggested that employees walk down to Dunkin' Donuts. Do you remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. So, so when By the way, work, Dunkin' Donuts was not like you take your elevator down. It was oh. a half a mile away. <laughs> On a busy road, right? Right. And also, at no time did Dunkin' Donuts go, you know what would help us out a lot? is if we could have a couple of hundred media employees walking in here to pee. Like, no time to take the donuts sign off you, on this. You know what we should have done? We all should have pooled our money and asked for a portageon to be delivered and put it inside the building. Yeah, right, right, by, right by the, the uh, room where the meetings are, right? When we don't have running agua in our bathrooms, getting an Agua Naldo Christmas bonus was yeah. going to be super There's unlikely. No way. But oh, I sure miss cool that place. Yeah. Oh, yeah, who doesn't? Oh, those were the days. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the Bob and Sherry annual happy hour holiday Christmas tree lighting Facebook live extravaganza with the one and only Jimmy Wayne. Doc's must watch Christmas movies with a twist. A reading of children's letters to Santa. The people's movie critic Lamar. Fabulous prizes. And of course, the countdown to the tree lighting. Three, two, one. It's the annual Bob and Sherry tree lighting extravaganza. Tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. The Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza is tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Do you guys want to hear a couple more goofy laws that are revolving around Christmas? This one, at first I was like, wait, what? But then I thought about it. Shout out to all of our listeners in Michigan. If you have a freshly cut Christmas tree, a live tree, 
and you mm-hmm. bought it at the Christmas tree lot and you're tying it to the roof of your car, you mm-hmm. better hold on to that receipt in case you get pulled over. Because in the state of Michigan, apparently it's illegal to transport a Christmas tree without proof of purchase. I guess because there are so People many of them growing them in the wild. Yeah. People cutting them down illegally. Yeah, I used to do that. Uh, well, not me, but when I was a little kid, uh, my father and his best friend would say, all right, we're going to go get a Christmas tree. And we would go out to a place that was growing Christmas trees. I don't know who owned the property. And, and they would cut it down. And off we went. Now, maybe Charles owned the land, but I don't think so. I think that's done. And in, uh, did you say Michigan? There's a Michigan, ton of yeah, trees you have to there, have a receipt. but they're on private property. Yeah, yeah for the most part. Yeah. Um, here's another one. Um, a lot of places, not every place, have really strict rules about how long you can keep your Christmas decorations up. If you mm-hmm. live in San Diego, you better have it all down by February 2nd or you're going to mm-hmm. get fined. And in Maine, they can fine you. They can legally fine you in the state of Maine for having Christmas lights up after January 15th. I don't know After if it 15th. ever happens. Yeah. Yeah. I if bet we have un, if we have no. anyone listening to us right now from Maine who's been fined yeah. or warned by the law dogs, I'd like to hear mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Did you? I didn't know that that you the had 15th. to have it down. Well, that's pretty quick. Say, Isn't this I'd America? Like you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I know. I, I don't. Be, I, I, know. I can't believe that. I want to speak to law enforcement directly right now in the state of Maine. It is cold there, and the winters are tough. Do not ask people to be climbing ladders and taking Christmas lights down before January 15th. Don't you think that's kind of insane? I don't want to be the cop that knocks on the door and says, Ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to take down the celebration of our Lord's birth. Oh, you don't want to knock on Becky's door with that crazy. I don't want to Oh, no. There's a reason the Stephen King set misery in Maine. You don't do that. You don't do that. <laughs> the, the, you know, if, if I'm a, a part of the taste police, right, which I actually would like to be the chief, um, I think the 15th of January in Maine seems a little bit early to put the kibosh. I don't think you should be able to do it to begin with, but it seems a little bit early. Now, in San Diego, you know, San Diego, they ain't getting no snow. Uh, it's a drive-by for Santa because February there's nowhere 2nd. to land the sleigh. You know, I would say 2nd. February yeah. February 2nd because it's a tropical place. It looks stupid. This next one, this next law really surprised me. This next law happens in New Jersey. Now, I will remind you that in the state of New Jersey, you are allowed to go to someone else's house, kick the door open, and punch their granddad right in the stones. Without a reason. You're just allowed to do that in New Jersey, okay? But you are not allowed to have excessive artificial light caused by Christmas decorations that produces unnecessary glowing. They're called light trespass laws. And you can, if you live next door to somebody with a real Clark Griswold thing going on, you can report them for violating light trespass laws. And the the cops will come and and ticket them for that. How do you feel about that? Because on the one hand, you know, this person is filled with the holiday spirit. And, you know, people are going to say, oh, look at the lights. Let's get the kids and all. But I mean, if it's keeping you up at night because there's so much light coming through your bedroom window, that's annoying. You know, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem right. And you know that this law is there because somebody had done that at one time. Here's how I feel about it. 
The law is on my front porch about my excessive Christmas decoration. But when I called yesterday because the lady next door kicked my granddad in the nuts, nobody came. Like, what is it with New Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. It's Why true. It's unfair. Why are things absolutely okay? And other it's things unfair. are like, I'm going to gonna need you to dial down those Christmas lights. Um, and I'll give you... I'll give you one more kind of wacky Christmas law. I don't think these get enforced very much. I don't think so. Because you never, don't you think you'd hear about this in Morons in the News? Um, Back in 2018, an elementary school principal in Nebraska banned candy canes. He said, You cannot have candy canes. And remember this story? Yes, I remember. You cannot have candy canes Mm -hmm. because they're in the shape of a J. And the only thing J is for is Jesus. And also banned was reindeer. Any any picture, image, talk, song, any ideas about reindeer, anything red and green, and Elf on the Shelf. All of it was banned from this school. That's ridiculous. What's I mean? I guess we have snowmen and gingerbread cookies after that, right? The whole red and green thing. The whole red and green thing got me. And reindeer. Who has ever heard of a reindeer being banned at Christmas time? Like even the Grinch didn't pull that move. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.